Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. I hope the Giro has you keen to ride, despite the winter weather starting to take hold. Fortunately, the fun never stops on Zwift. It's super time efficient, safe and convenient. And it's just as social as your rides throughout the summer. The banter on the group rides, meetups and even in some of the races is a great way to connect with people from all over the globe. There's also loads of challenges to set yourself on the great courses, including riding up Alpe de Zwift, sprinting down the Champs-Élysées, even riding inside a volcano or exploring the Japan-inspired Makuri Island. Zwift is the app that makes indoor training fun. Visit Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial or just to find out more. Ride on, and here's Christoph and Macca. Bonjour, bonjour, buongiorno. Welcome to the SBS uh, Zwift Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a rise with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? You are uh, far away today. Yeah, <laughs> I am. we got a special guest coming in. Yeah, yeah. And it's not Puddy. It's not Puddy. Puddy has uh, Puddy's had to take a back seat. <laughs> yeah, but look, I am well. I'm, I'm, I'm getting pumped. We always talk about the third week of the Giro. We are in the third week of the Giro. And we've got an Aussie guy Ooh, uh, who yeah. can claim this. Can you believe it? We are, we're at the pointy end. I can't wait. To and get it's going to be a, such an exciting week ahead of us. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, he's went, he went second once. I don't think he will settle for second again. So this is going to be electrifying this week, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, you know what? What better thing to do than just recap the stage that was yesterday? You were on the mic or behind the mic. With, yeah, uh, I was on the mic. Well. Yeah, it was a good uh, stage. Feeling lucky? to be on the mic on a stage like this? Was oh, I, I said that to Kino. I said, I'm just slotted in here. I, I, I did you have picked that, up the good one, but you I, had a... I had that slow one a week ago, which was, you know, watching grass grow. But no, no, look, it was a brilliant stage. It was... You can argue that it really was the Queen stage yeah. or one of. Um, Saturday is potentially the other one. But it's littered. It is littered with Typical climbs. Italian to just give you more and more and well, more. You they, know, like... Last night, they gave, just <laughs> before we get into the highlights, they gave a five-kilometre climb. They put a sprint at the top of yeah, it. No, <laughs> no categorised climb. Classic Giro d'Italia. And a sprint at the top. Nothing's changed in 20 years, I can tell you. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to yesterday. Yeah, they're not giving the break any three kilometres. Now, this may get us a group. He's opened up a gap on the way down. Aronsman goes. He knows that they're running out of opportunities to claw their way back to Kamna. He's still got about two Ks to survive to the top of the climb. Jan Hurt is looking down to his legs. Aronsman, has he got enough to test Kamna as soon as he catches him? Next Josh one for Hindley. Hindley testing. Lander looking to Carapaz to close it. Lander is near his limit. And it's the power of Perth that is doing the job at the front. It's a real controlled effort by Jai. He's going into the red zone, but you can just see he's in control. He's got still really nice high cadence. He comes through a corner with the Australian flag. He's got the Fremantle docker in his sails. Oh, now it's Jan Hurts. 
Aaronsman, a little bit of a shake of the head there. This, it's all, it's all mental. There's a massive physical side to this. Obviously, they are trying to crack each other. So are these three. As a little gap opens up, Lander composes himself. Now he knows he's got it. Hurt by name and hurt by nature. Today, hurt is the hero. He's done it, and uh, again, we can't be surprised anymore. Intermarche has done it again. I mean, what a success this team has been. We keep on banging about it uh, in, in this Giro, but uh, I don't know. Like, when you think they've used all their, all their winners, yeah, anyone yeah. that can win in a team, another one slides in. I just, but I just <laughs> have to say, this is really cringy. Why? He hurt a lot. Oh, uh, <laughs> hurt by the uh, name, uh, hurt by uh, uh, That's pretty... I'm scraping the barrel. Hey, we're into the third week. I'm scraping the barrel. Also, um, he was about 2 a.m. or 1.30 a.m. Yeah, so I didn't use it in the commentary. No, but no, look, he's been around for years, Jan Hurt, and um, that was a brilliant win. And as you say, and when our guest comes on, we'll talk a little yeah. bit about this team. They are the Moneyball team. Yeah. They are the Moneyball team, and they have been for the last two years. Their team budget, it would be, I'm not joking, it would be at least a fifth, potentially a tenth of a budget of UAE or Ineos. Yeah. In it, they have around about 40, 50 million mm. euros a year. That's what reported. These guys would be on, I don't know, seven, eight million euros a year. Yeah. Potentially, it, maybe more. I mean, we talk about They've got a bunch of sponsors on the jersey, yeah. though. Yeah, exactly. There's actually a little bit uh, like drone hopper geocartily, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and but hurt one. I think he didn't. He finished second on that particular climb uh, yeah, in 2019, this. I believe. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not wrong, but so he knew that he knew that climb. He knew he, the climb. But also, he finished top 15 in, oh, in several Grand Tours. So yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's, how, how did we miss him? He's quality. But the other thing is with that team, and I know we've talked a little bit extensively about them, not just this year, but in the past. They've hired a bunch of guys that are towards the end of their yeah. career. So there is something going on with the management, as in a good thing. And I put it down to our good friend who we chatted to last year. Um, Pivo. Pivo, uh, when Tucker Vanderhorn won stage mm. three. They have motivated these guys. Yeah. They've motivated the older gen guys that have come in, that are towards their end of their careers. Alexander Christoph, he won Schelder Pre this mm -hmm. year. Um, you know, a bunch yeah. of riders that are get, still getting success. They're squeezing it out of them. I, I but know, it's I brilliant. Know, I know we sound like a broken record, but they keep on winning. Oh. They keep on mentioning. They keep on being here. Talk about value for money yeah, in absolutely. terms of what the sponsors are getting. Let's Huge. listen to uh, the winner yesterday, Jan Hurt. Jan, last time on the Mortirolo you were second, but today you have won your first stage of the Giro. Yeah, for sure. I, I wanted to try to do something nice today and... Every time when, when I hear a Mortirolo stage, I, I won't anticipate. And yeah, I, I wanted to take, go in a breakaway today. And, and it, I had quite difficult moments in the stage when on the beginning group split, when the group didn't collaborate really well. So then we have to come back in the Mortirolo in the climb. Yeah, and then in the end, in the last climb, I had also a problem with the bike. It was was uh, not shifting really well, it was jumping my chain. Uh, and also I did cramps in the downhill, so uh, yeah. I was really suffering and I had 
I had all these problems, but I, I wanted to win so much, so I fight until the end. Were you still confident uh, when uh, Leonard Kempta was alone at the front? Uh, I, I, for sure, I had in my head that I will, in a steeper part, I will attack. But, but yeah, he did quite good advantage on us, so it was looking like difficult. But I mean, at least I, I thought I have to try it, and I tried, and it was good in the end that I tried. Does it change your career? <laughs> I don't know if it changed my career, but every time in my when somebody asked me what why I do cycling, what I want to achieve, I thought I want to win a, win one stage on zero and then I can stop my career. But so so now I'm I'm happy, but but I don't want to stop. Congratulations! Thank you. A bit like you, Maka. What a legend. Win a stage and uh, want to stop afterwards. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't long after I did stop. <laughs> He's slightly better quality there. Mate, I fluked mine. I don't mind putting my hand up. <laughs> one hit wonder. You know, those, you know those bands that come out, they have one hit? Yeah, it's just one hit. And then they have a follow-up one. People buy it because they think but it's going to be Look good. where he got you. Look where he got you. <laughs> Alongside me. Alongside me. <laughs> Couldn't ask for anything more. No, but super win. And look, to win a stage like that, you don't fall. No. You, you can fall into the break on yeah. a day like that. Early on, you can. But he, you don't last in the break, and you don't then ride away from dropped, the guys in that he group. He dropped a couple of times as well, and he came back oh, to the break. It was so. the stage had everything. Look, if you haven't watched it, there's still time to watch yeah. the highlights. I'm sort of serious. <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch the highlights yeah. because it was an amazing stage overnight. So let's have a look at uh, what this does to uh, the ranking because also, and as we we talked about, Jai Hindley mm. went for the sprint for the third. Uh, placing on uh, on the stage, yeah, there was Got four the, seconds yeah, up, yep. Which basically, and that's why I put the highlighting here on in yellow. It brings him to three seconds to Carapaz. Three seconds, yeah, to it's Carapaz. tight. It's very tight. Well, it's tight at the top when you look at it. Uh, it it's the top five, uh, top top four uh, within the minute. Yeah, and look, what was pleasing, I wanted to see Jai attack. He has yeah. to attack. He has to take time. He does not want to go into that individual time trial. With a 10 second advantage. Yeah. Or, or trailing. Yeah, true. Because I just don't think, for me, Almeida is still a big threat to both yeah. uh, Catapaz mm-hmm. and Jai. So he needs to try and pull a minute in total on Almeida and probably 30 to 40 seconds on Carapaz just yeah. to be safe. Avel TT. Similar, I think, but the last TT is always different. So, But um, it's, it's not going to be easy. We know this, but it's, it's never been this close. Oh, Pretty no. much. No, no, this no, no. This so, is look. It's shaping up nicely. Yeah, yeah it, really it should is. be up for a uh, good, uh, good, good show on on our screens on mm. SBS. Uh, and of course, uh, and before we move on to uh, to, the, to the next part of this program, Landa yesterday, and he was work, good. The work the team did, and even though they they fell in the climb, mm. uh, they, or they had a little, little clip, they yes, just came yeah, back on the program, uh, came back on the whole thing. Landa was good, impressive yeah, yesterday, and you know, good to see him go well. These guys, <laughs> Land has been criticised a bit. Oh, hasn't won a Grand Tour. Yeah. <laughs> he's finished fourth, fifth. You know, he's he's ran that many top tens. But he hasn't it's, won a Grand Tour. <laughs> it's pretty hard to go the next step. I know. So he's one of the world's best, but he just hasn't won one. I still don't want him to win it. <laughs> you know, to be biased, of course, we want the Australian to win it in Hindley. But it was pleasing to see he grabbed it by the scruff of the neck yeah. with his team and they went for it. You lay it out there. You lay 100%, yeah. win, lose or draw, at least you can... Get back to the team hotel at the end of the day and say, "Well, I gave it everything. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think about it." Hundred um, yeah. percent. So now, uh, before we move on to our guest, uh, someone is cooler than cool, as cool as cucumber, the coolest cyclist around, the coolest cyclist. I always used to say Big Mig. 
Yeah. Because he was class. He didn't have to. He was he wasn't no cool show off. off. He, he wasn't cool, though. And he was pretty cool. Nah, there's cool he, in he's this. He's the son of a potato farmer. Come on. That's pretty there's cool. There's cool and there's Bradley Wiggins cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Modern era. Yeah. Modern era we're okay. talking. Modern, yeah, modern, modern era. Otherwise, it would be We know this. But <laughs> <laughs> The Badger was pretty cool with the aviator, Sonny. So I'll, I'll but give you Bradley that. Wiggins was cool. And you mm. know who met him? Yes. It's our work experience kid. Okay. Bradley Wiggins, superstar, one of the great track and road riders of uh, past few generations, uh, and Britain's first Tour de France winner. Of course, you're doing it very differently now on the back of a motorbike. Right? Yes, I love it. It's a real privilege to be in that position and still, you know, be able to commentate and, and talk about the sport that I love, but be in the heart of it as well in the motorbike. It's a real privileged position to be, you know, feel like it's as close to our being the peloton without getting on a bike. It's, a, it's the addictive thing of cycling. We can't leave it. You know, the old pros keep coming back, but it puts you right back into the heart of it. Yeah, and I've been retired long enough now. It's coming up to six years to um, almost, you know, you forget how hard it is. And there's always an element of you that, um, as you'll know, if you that um, you sort of think some days when you get on the bike, maybe I could still do this. But when you're in the heart of it like that and seeing these guys climbing and um, just how thin they are and how how um, dedicated they are what they do you soon realize that it's best left in the past because um, it's a brutal sport and I have a real appreciation for how hard the sport was that I did and loved and um, I have the utmost respect for these guys and what they do and um, it's I'd rather be on the back of the motorbike now the sports changed in that time since you've uh, you've stopped a lot since I've stopped but um, what do you think of the, the fact there seems to be uh, the, not that respect for, uh, in the anymore. Yeah, they talk about it, um, and it, it always gets put down to respect. But I think um, I don't think it's anything to do with respect. I think a lot of these, there's a lot of camaraderie between the riders, even if they may not show it or not talk. It's very tribal amongst the teams. But I think everyone feels that they have an opportunity to win now, which ultimately is what cycling is about. If you have a number on your back, then you're entitled to try and win the bike race. So I don't think it's anything to do with respect. I think it's more a case that everyone feels, and as they should feel, that they have an opportunity to win without any sort of real hierarchy in the peloton where you get pushed to the back. And if you dare to try and win the bike race or attack and the, the, the elder statesmen of the peloton don't like it, then there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a degree of getting shoved out in the past and maybe not getting a contract or you know, bullied and, and berated for it. But now, you know, if you're the last man on GC, you feel like you can have a stage win, I think they can. And I think that's a really good, that's really a healthy thing for the sport. So your thoughts on this Giro, um, you know, how, how it's going, what's going to happen today? Well, they talk about the last week, this week, and this stage in particular is going to be the brutal one. But when you think about the days we had up to the rest day, I mean, the one a few days ago when we were in um, Turin, I mean, that, that was one of the hardest stages I've ever seen and witnessed. Um, so, you know, they talk about the severity of this last week, but I think the last first two weeks have been pretty brutal already. Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, Mandy, I know it's Sir Wigo, not just Wigo. Sir Wigo. It's Sir Wigo. He's, got, he's, got, he's got his nice. You buy those things in a, any cornflake packet over in the UK. Oh, yeah. oh, you've so got one too. I've got mine in well, France. Let's ask this man if he's got one. <laughs> Jason Backer, writer, agent slash manager. Welcome yeah. to the show. Thanks, Maka. Thanks, Christoph. Yeah. Thanks for being. Great to be here. So we will talk about what is the work of an agent and, and how do you become an agent, I guess. But uh, first and foremost, uh, passion for cycling is probably something that is into your, your blood veins since the beginning. Yeah, well, I have a funny... I mean, cycling wasn't my traditional sport growing up, but um, I grew up in a suburb of Geelong called Grovedale, and I was a typical footballer and cricketer and... Um, 
play those sort of traditional sports, let's call them. And there was a guy at the end of our street, well, just around the corner, called uh, Pat Shaw. Old oh. Pat Shaw. Old Pat Shaw. Who used to have um, all the, the young talent come and stay and boarded at his house. And we used to see him. We'd be going to school and he'd be standing on the edge of his court with the timer, timing the kids. And they'd come home absolutely, <laughs> totally wrecked. And it was, I think it was Glenn Clark and the, the I Parks. I did whatever. not know this. And he lived around the corner from <laughs> right. us, like 500 metres or maybe less. And uh, we would go to school riding our Malvern Stars and whatever and like, it looks too hard to me, that sport. So uh, we'll, we'll stick with the easy sports in footy and cricket. But uh, I've always had an interest in it. The, 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 well, the Sun Tour back then always had a great um, link with Geelong. So I used to watch the Peloton coming through. Um, and then I've just grown to love it as a, a hobby outside of my initial sports. And uh, that's Grandpa Patshaw, by the way. Yeah, not he's not, not, the, he's not, not the Patshaw <laughs> that we know. I knew Grandpa Patshaw. Um, I sort of figured it out because he's not Benjamin Button. Yeah, you know, exactly. We were scared of him, I know that. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, now, I've got to say, um, first, first up, you're welcome, all right? Yeah. You, you, you come into our sport... The first guy, the first cyclist you manage yeah. is Cadell Evans about a year before he wins the tour. Yeah. Like, and the first tour I went to was uh, 2011. So, so let's yeah. go back to this moment here. Grenoble Ka- TT. Yeah, Cadell is about to win the Tour de France, so to, to bag it there. What mm. were you feeling in there? Yeah, you, you bagged the right horse. Uh, <laughs> I was feeling pretty good at that point. I was a bit worried about how I was going to get back to Paris at that point. So I gave away <laughs> my train ticket to Paris from Grenoble because I thought I can't leave now. So I was like, where am I going to sleep tonight? And how am I getting back tomorrow? Luckily, BMC looked after me. Uh, it was a long story, too too long for this podcast. Maybe it's the next podcast. But, uh, <laughs> I got back to Paris, but that was you know, mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, That that take us through, because I, I pretty much met you when you started managing Cadell. Mm. And it's hard to believe it's what more than ten years ago now. Mm, mm. And were you, as a manager, jumping into cycling? Were you pinching yourself? Did you did you think he was capable of winning the tour? Before you grabbed him, you knew he was good. We always knew he was good. He ran second twice, but mm. did you think this guy can win the tour? I thought he was capable of winning the tour because he told me he was capable of winning okay. the tour. So I I believed him. Uh, he's an easy guy to believe, Cadell. He doesn't make big statements if <laughs> he doesn't true. believe in them. So he, when he went to BMC, he said, I just need the right team around me. And he said, I still can win this race. And um, But then he had a bit of bad luck and it, it was going on. But as that particular tour, 2011, kept going along, I was I went over to, to Paris or over to France, let's say. And as it was going along, you started getting a bit of the feel, a bit, maybe a bit like Jai, this race, he can win this. Yeah. And it started like... Um, I started sucking my thumb at times and rocking backwards and forwards and going, how are we going to do this? Because then my wife, I I think he can really do it. And uh, it was a bit of an unstoppable force by the end of it, wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, let's hope Jai can do that this week. Yeah. Well, can, can we can we say this win also changed your life? It changed his life, but did did was this the catalyst for you? Your life just went completely upside down on Defin- this Definitely, one? yeah. You I, bought, bought half of Williamstown? Yeah, oh, no, no. It wasn't sort of that way. Um, it wasn't that way as much as I would have liked, but it was it certainly helped. But it's given me a great lifestyle. In my, I would say I'd thank Cadell because it's given me a wonderful lifestyle to keep going in the business that I love. Um, it's a tough business at time, but uh, I wonder where I would be, what I'd be doing if Cadell hadn't won the tour. Yeah. Um, but I'm here with you guys now, 10 years, 11 years on, I'm still in it, still involved <laughs> in cycling. And isn't it funny, quite ironic, here we are sitting in SPS studios in Fed Square outside 10 years ago. Yeah. There was 30,000 people 
a week or no, maybe a bit longer after the tour. Cadell Ce- flew yeah, back celebrating, celebrating it. I think there was fifteen thousand the week before for Oprah Winfrey, and Cadell always says I doubled Oprah Winfrey's crowd. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm true. you get your wins where you can get your wins. Yeah, 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 look, yeah. we sat in a cafe in Switzerland and we talked over a coffee, and I said, I think you've got to come back, Cadell. Yeah. And he was, and that maybe that was because of my naivety. I didn't. He said, No, well, I've got to do this race and that race, and I was a bit naive to all that, which I think works in my favour sometimes. I'm not bound by. Um, I'm not bound by, um, I guess, uh, traditions in cycling and mm. what you should be doing. This is how we do it. I guess I've sort of had a bit of a different way, a naive way of looking at it, which can be a bit frustrating for some people at times and other times it works well like that. But it's a – well, I think it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because it's about this uh, – and we'll get more into detail about the riders you're managing now because Caleb Ewan is one of those. Yep. Um, but you looked more – you looked after more of Cadell's sort of commercial aspect, correct? Outside of his pro contract, correct? Like so, you 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 sort of managed a lot of the stuff that he did back in Australia. Is that is that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, but I became after a while. I thought I I want to get into the cycling side of it. I want to get to know the business of the sport. I want to get to know. I'm, I've, I want to really get involved in the athlete's career mm-hmm. um, and help them achieve their goals. And I don't want to just be doing sponsorships or appearances. I want to get right into their career. That's where I get the most fulfilment from. Yeah. And do you manage, so with, say, you've got uh, Caleb, of course, uh, Jack Haig, um, you've got a your bunch Lucas of riders. Hamilton, Rob Stannard. Yeah. Do you now directly deal with the teams with oh, their contracts? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Ever yeah. ever since after Cadell's, I think Cadell was big enough for me commercially to focus on Cadell's commercial interests. Mm. Um, but ever since then, and I, I, look, I helped him a bit with his move to BMC and those last few years with BMC, no doubt, with the contracts. But uh, from then on, it was always going to be, I was going down that, the team way, the, the contract, the team contract um, path, not just the, the commercial interests. So in terms of the business, how much has it changed? Because we, we talk about the cyclists. We now have this whole wave of Pogacar, Roglic, and Alaphilippe, and all those new riders. But it, down to the business, how much this has changed since the Cadell era till now? Um, oh, it's evolved a lot. I mean, the Cadell era were, was, um, I mean, it was, it's almost that surreal. I sort of sometimes think, did that all happen? You know, it was mm. that big. <laughs> um, oh, it's changed. I think it has, although I think it's maybe... We're ready for we're ready for something big again, and we've look Australia. Um, we had the World Championships in two thousand and ten. We've got the World Championships yeah. this year in Wollongong, which is fantastic. Um, but we're ready for some big things again. I mean, Australia. What, what I would say is Australia is bona fide in the cycling world. It feels to me anyway. Yeah. I mean, mm. there's so many Aussies coming through now. So um, my business is growing, and I think it's going to keep growing. And there's a lot of Aussies coming through, which I'm really excited about what the future holds. Um, I think we know our cyclists more now. Um, so I think Cadell's paved paved the way, or, and, and that's no disrespect to Phil Anderson and, and Stewie mm-hmm. O'Grady and other people, but Cadell's paved the way, and I think, you know, we've got, we've got a generations of successful cycling to look forward to now. Yeah, and so we mentioned Caleb, Jack, Rob Stannard. I think there's one or two others in there. How's your relationship with Bike Exchange? Because <laughs> all those guys... Why, why is that, mate? All those guys <laughs> left Bike Exchange. It was their decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I said stay, but they all said go. No, look, oh, it's, not, it's not great at times. Um, I don't think the boys at Bike Exchange... Um, I, don't, I haven't had received any Christmas cards from them recently. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had an interesting relationship. Um, had, but what, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I guess more on a serious note. <laughs> okay, I have a drink of water on this. Yeah, time. yeah, <laughs> you better. I'm, we, I'm about to load you up. But uh, Jai Hindley, yep. 
he was in the development, the national team development squad. Didn't end up at Bike Exchange. Michael Storer did not end up at Bike Exchange. Um, ben O'Connor yeah. did not end up at Bike Exchange. We mentioned the riders that you manage have since left. Are they doing anything wrong or, and should, and Matt, this is Matt Keenan as well, said this the other night on one of those Wift Rest Day rides. Yeah. Do they need a talent scout, the team? Well, I'm not going to tell them, I'm not going to say if they're doing anything wrong. I mean, I, that would be, they would laugh at that. In my opinion, they wouldn't care what I said anyway and, and, <laughs> and all power to them, nor should they. Um, would would you would the Australian cycling fans like to see some of those boys on the bike exchange team? Yes, they would. Of course, yeah. they would. Um, how it's happened? Um, it's been progressive. It hasn't been. It wasn't an exodus. It wasn't like one one big exodus. Yeah. It's been progressive. There has been some talent go through. So the year you talk about Jai, Michael Storer, Lucas Hamilton, they chose Lucas out of the three. I mean, they probably could have got all three, but they wanted to focus on one to really mm. put their their eggs in that basket. Um, they chose Lucas, um, and that's to their their credit. They're staying with Lucas, they're and you manage a, Lucas I as do. well. Yeah, and that was the right team for Lucas, and it's still the right team for Lucas. Yeah, he believes that, and yep. I, I believe that. Um, and I still think Lucas is going to achieve success there, and he has had success there. Is he? I said it last night in the comms. Is he? I believe. I I agree with you, but I believe he's just going to be a late bloomer, as in his peak. He's twenty six. Yep. He might not hit his peak till he's thirty. We know. I know there's guys hitting it at twenty-one, two, yep. three. Um, yep. Pogacha. How old was Cadell when he won the tour? Yeah, thirty-four. 34. Yeah. Exactly. Is that Richie, how you Richie see podiumed it? at what? What age? Thirty-five. Probably older. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not going to be all the young guys. I think Cadell's sort of has that opinion as well that it, it goes in cycles at the moment. We've got some young guys dominating Bernal, Pagacha, uh -huh. um, and there's others as well, but that doesn't mean that's always going to be the way. I think Lucas Hamilton's an incredibly talented person. He's a, an outstanding individual. Um, he's had a tough 12 months for, for various reasons or, you know, person, you know, some, some family illness and, and some other, some injuries and uh, his own illness. Mm. Um, but you can tell he's on the, he's on yeah. the, he's on the, he's on the way back. So, I've, died, I've got away from the initial question of uh, bike exchange there. And <laughs> Perfect politician. Well, yeah. Let's move, let's move. Let's move to this man, Caleb Ewan. Yep. Uh, how is he right now? Uh, bit of a difficult Giro, frustrating Giro. Is he frustrated? Is he recharging the batteries to just do it again at the tour? Uh, how how is how is the mind behind the cyclist right now? He's frustrated. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. He's he was he was very frustrated, very disappointed, Giro with the Giro. Yeah, um, I mean he was it, it promised so much that mm. it, before he clipped the wheel um, on stage on stage one, one yes, uh, pink jersey just sort of there, there. and that's happened a yeah. few times to him. Yellow jersey, pink jersey, uh, promised so much that I mean it blew everyone away his ride, and yeah. uh, you know it's a, and he obviously he went so deep that he. He knows he made a, a, probably an error through fatigue, and and he thought, "Oh, we'll come back." But it's not always so easy to mm. to come back from that. Um, but so, he, so right now, if he's frustrated right now after this Giro, can we be hopeful for for the Tour de France where he, he will come and bite the bullet even harder? I think Caleb's um, probably a, look. He's as mentally—I won't say the most mentally strong, but he's as mentally strong a person as I've ever met. Yeah, so, okay. so I would, on that basis, I would say he will be cherry ripe for the Tour de France, okay, uh, mm. for Copenhagen. 
Um, but he's got to get through that frustration and disappointment first. And so they're emotions that you're allowed to have. You know, he's always about being a balanced human being, not just a, yeah. a robot, a, a sprinter. So that's all I do. Um, he's he's working his way through that. He'll get back to training um, 100%. He's just had a little break, but uh, he'll be back and ready to go in Copenhagen. But he's, he's frustrated from the yeah. Giro. Yeah. And do you – how much involvement do you sort of – offer him or all of your riders you talk about the mental side and he's mentally tough do you do you let them deal with that or do you offer support and and then how much to you yourself how much will you be riding stage one at the tour de france mentally yeah. for you well i'm frustrated i get frustrated too. <laughs> like, oh, makes my job easier when they're winning and not yeah. crashing and uh, everything i mean first and foremost it's just for the person you just know how much they put into it so you know what the rider sacrifice it's a tough sport this is yeah. a tough sport mm. Glad I wasn't uh, a, a cyclist, but um, oh look, I, I you, you talk you you sort of you don't contact them for the sake of it, you know. There's you, you know I, I feel like I've got a fi- I know when to contact when they probably want to hear something from me. If I'm not sure, I might just sort of say, look here, do you want to chat? If you don't, if I don't hear from them, that's fine. If I, if they say, yep, are you free? You you just listen. You talk, you listen. I'm not going to tell him what to do. So what you didn't wrong. tell him that the Giro stage one, mate, you clipped the wheel. <laughs> I didn't tell him much at all. Just look, I think there's a more a few expletives in the uh, message that I can't say here. But um, did, did you, you you didn't ask him like we all did? When is he going to leave? Is he going to stay to the end? You know this sort of question. You know how to back oh, off. Oh, you know how to back <laughs> off. And and look, we had it last year in the tour, didn't we? Stage yeah. three of the tour last year. I mean, I. That's as I, I, I was nauseous after yeah, watching that, it was and I thought you crush. guys would have yeah, been too. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was brutal, and he was he was going so well, and it promised so much the tour. So that's with the tour last year and the Giro this year, it it, it compounds. But um, someone's going to pay somewhere along the line, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's only he's only young. He's coming through. Yeah, well, he's already delivered, hasn't yeah, he? he and, and I say There's for us because as as a network, oh, and our producer <laughs> would say the same. We ride off the back of. Uh, Cadell, of course, and they're good for ratings when yeah. the Aussies are going Jay, well. Jay, Caleb, all this are, are yeah. fantastic for well, you. I'd yeah. say Caleb's going to make them pay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the quote of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I like that. Make them pay. <laughs> oh, perfect. Could be, it could be, it could be right, so many different Thanks for coming, ways, mate. There's the jaw. <laughs> uh, just coming back on the Intermarché, what discussion we had uh, earlier yeah. on, uh, Maka and I, in this podcast, what's your view on, on their strategy and what they've done right in, in recruiting those older type riders, but today they're making them deliver compared to other other teams. Um, they've recruited hungry riders. They're all they're they're hungry. They're motivated. Um, they're not topping up their super. The the experienced riders aren't topping up their their pension, as they say in Europe. Uh, we say superannuation. Yeah. So uh, they still want to win. Christoph still wants to win. But if he's not winning, you're contributing positively to the team yeah. culture and to bringing you know. Um, their riders through so they've got obviously some outstanding riders some young riders coming through um but obviously they're um they're letting their actions do the talking they have a very they, i think they've said they've changed their strategy so that would be with through recruitment yeah that'd be the way they're racing they're not just happy to sit on the front and get some airtime for the mm. sponsorships they actually want to so it's a mindset isn't it so um it's one of the really great stories to see and to to look at that to hear about the budget i don't exactly know what their budget is i was going to ask you yeah i don't know what their budget is but clearly it's a lot smaller i've never and the thing is what i'd say is we've never even really i shouldn't say this but we've never really even contemplated them as a as an option for one of the riders yeah, to, yeah. to look at Intermarche. As would a you now? Yeah, I would now. Yeah. For one of your sort of young and up-and-coming more, more, riders more as a that. stepping stone? More, yeah. more for that. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think Caleb's going to fit in their budget. So uh, no. where he's at at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's. I thought we were issue. going to get breaking news here, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it'd be fantastic <laughs> um, culture and organisation for a young yeah. lawyer to be part of. And so then let's. I just want to ask you a question, Biniam Gourmet. Yeah. This this kid is phenomenal. Super. Yeah, we all we all know that. He's just signed five years. Yeah. Wrong decision. For him, yeah, depends the team on, depends I, where you sit on. But. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought I thought I thought a bit about it um, when I when I read about it. Um, I think um, it, for some riders that would be the wrong decision. I think for him, um, and look, it, it, absolute all, total respect with all due respect, comes from a, an African country. Um, you know, probably fairly humble background. I don't know that for sure, but I'm assuming that probably yeah. maybe incorrectly assuming it. Yeah. He, he signed for five years. I bet it's, it, it won't be for a low amount. It'll still be for a significant amount of money. And it's probably money that can help him set up his family and himself. And he looks at that. So he's looking at it and saying, I can be happy with that. How much money do you need? Yeah. And he's happy in his environment. I'm happy in this environment. It's giving yeah. me a chance to change my life. You looked after me. You, you're thinking about my, my background, my country, my family. Why, why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. So I look at him and I think, why wouldn't you sign for that? If yeah. you're happy, you feel like that's a family. If he feels they're a family, yeah. an extension, they're going to look after him. They are going to they would go to the nth degree to look after him. So I think it's a fantastic outcome for him. And in a way, in a way he probably secures the team a bit longer as well in their strategy when you think about it. Oh, they've, got, they've, got, they've got their star rider in place. They can start because if Christoph is not going to be here forever. You know, all these guys, they're not going to be here forever. So they can build around They can someone, build around, around, around him. him. And and it's good for cycling because I think loyalty, familiar, you know, emotional attachment to the team, to mm. the to the brand. We don't, you know, I, I don't particularly love every two years moving teams. Yeah. I, I like so I think that's a good thing. We can watch that team grow around him. Yeah. And we, we the more better the, the more good teams we have. I don't know if that's great English, but the better the sport. Well, the, I was going to say the sponsors as well. They're going they're going to secure a few of their sure current are. sponsors. They're saying, hey, we're keeping this kid for the next five years. There's hardly any more room in that jersey, though. Yeah, yeah, the sponsors. <laughs> I know, they need more money from each of those sponsors. They're gonna Otherwise, to, they're going to have to offload. They're going to have to start attacking the. They're a very busy jersey. So, they were my um, favourite jerseys as a kid, by yeah. the way. They were the, the really? Fanini team, yeah. um, which is doesn't operate anymore. An Italian team. They had about thirty sponsors. That was the jersey I wanted as a kid. Um, I want to talk briefly about the women's scene. Yeah. We have got the women's Tour de France this year. It's Back. I won't say it's it's new because we did have a women's Tour de France stage race, yeah. but finally it's back, well overdue. Where is the women's scene at in terms of? We know there's been some um, some work done in terms of minimum wage, etc. How far is it away from people like you saying, right, I'm chasing a couple of these women because I want to manage them because it's now worth your while, and the sport's growing. It's big enough. Um, yeah. That it can sustain. Yeah, it's right on the cusp of it, I think. I mean, I, I, there's certain minimum standards now that the sport expects of race promoters and organisers for women's races. It's not – tokenism's not accepted anymore. Um, I think the sponsors are, are coming in more and more now. The broadcast numbers are going up. Uh, that brings – eyeballs bring money. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, the wheel of commerce. Um, and which then needs to flow onto the teams and onto the women, onto the riders. Um are they doing it? Is UCI sorry? Is UCI doing enough? Uh, Do you think compared to sports, cricket's your no? They're not your doing, thing? No, I don't think so. Maybe no. I think cricket and football have probably stolen a bit of a march on some of the other sports that have been, you know, had 
outstanding female athletes for a long time. The cricket's investing an enormous amount of money into uh, women's cricket. You know, look at we had the MCG full what a year yeah. or two ago with the World Cup final. Having said um, this, we probably see this from the Australian point of view. If you're Dutch, look at the success the Dutch women have, are having. The races are full. Uh, so yeah. may maybe certain countries are leading the way, like the Dutch, I guess. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to think that um, I'd like to think that Cadell is a big part of the change in women's cycling yeah. in Australia. With the mm. Cadell women's greatest race, yeah. we've had a women's race right from the start. Yeah, and one of the, I guess, one of the, um, let's let's say, for want of a better term, conditions that Cadell put to the the government about putting his name to the race was that if he was going to put his name there, it had to have a women's race. Mm -hmm. So that was a uh, one of his conditions. Okay. Um, and that's not being a hero. And Cadell, the, the people say, oh, you know, we really want to fate you for that, Cadell. And Cadell's view on that is, is um, well, why wouldn't we do it? Mm. Why wouldn't you have a women's race? They're, yeah. they're unbelievable riders. Yeah. You know, we love – so it's – you can see the growth of the sport. So, uh -huh. look, I, I, I would love to um, represent – I, I helped Rob Stannard's sister, Le, uh, Lizzie Stannard, who's just started – I want to say help. I, I, let's call me an, an advisor. Um, I've, I've worked a little bit with Gracie Alvin in the yeah. past, a little bit with Gracie. Um Oh, we'll get the dirt on from Gracie. I didn't do much for Gracie, but I, I want I, you yeah, want you want to help. You yeah, wanna, she's you ringing me right now. No, I didn't do a lot. We had a few things. When you look at someone like Sarah Gigante, for example, is that someone that you think, okay, she's probably one of the next big things. She's already a big thing, but one of the next big things over the next few years yep. for Australian cycling. Is this someone you may want to approach one day? Some somebody somebody of that caliber? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, there was, you know, I've talked to Brody Chapman in the past and um, some of the girls like, but in the day, and if I use figures like, you know, you might be sort of helping them go from 20,000 to 25,000 yeah. or 20 to 30 or something like that. You're not talking big sums of money. Yeah. So. It, it, so your impact can help them. Like, yeah. That's a big lift for them. But still, that sounds a bit condescending and patronising. Like, they, they've got to do but it it's hard. The reality in that's the where reality. It is. Yeah. So how much time can you put into that too? Mm. Because then realistically, you can't. It's not a business transaction, really, in yeah. a sense. Yeah. So you're you're sort of helping. You know, I, I know with Rachel Nail, and it's gee, she she must have worked hard over the years to make her life. She's oh. worked. She doesn't complain. She loves. Yeah. She loves what she does. Yeah. But geez, it must be hard. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough, and um, not just her. No, yeah. no, no, all of them. I'll yeah, take my hat off to. Yeah, them. yeah, but, but we should have to in the future. No, nah, and and you're right, it's it's come leaps and bounds from twenty. Well, when I stopped racing, you know, it's come a long way since then. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Cadell Road Race, Cadell Evans Road Race, and the Women's um, Deakin University. Yep. Will it be back on? In twenty, what are we? Twenty 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 three. Yeah, well, we want to announce it fairly soon, I suppose. So if it is, because the clock's ticking, isn't mm. it? But well, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, not allowed to. Um, I think. Look, I think we've got some good things to look forward to. Okay. So, and uh, I think there's a lot of people sending a lot of messages in wanting to know the same thing. So, hopefully, some good news in that space. Because it very uh, soon. It, prior to COVID, it was the first one day world tour race yeah wasn't it and what a yeah. great thing like the, the australian yeah, grand prix awesome. we used yeah. to melbourne f1 was the first race and it yep. was a what a great place to have as mm. the the first um one day race so look we need to get it back i've missed that i think everybody's loved having the tour down under and the tour the south australian government done a great job with that but we're ready for the full world yeah. tour races mm. to come back next january yeah 100%. I think that's a good podcast. We dragged every little bit out of you, yeah. have we? Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm sweating, so yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> you can have a drink. Yeah. Have uh, a drink. Uh, you're heading over to the tour, hopefully. Mm. 
Do you agree in Copenhagen? I am going to yep. Copenhagen. Can't wait. Pumped. That's where Caleb's going to take it out on them. So, um, <laughs> Mark this spot on your. Uh, on I your am trip. pumped about it. It'll be, be great. So, will you, um, will you, you'll be there pre race. Do you do much work? Are you? I'll tell you what, I won't be doing. Teams or? I won't be hanging around Caleb too much because I went over to Milan San Remo and I hung around at Caleb. I stayed with Caleb at his house at Milan, just in the lead up to Milan San Remo and I saw his kids started sniffling and the little um, <laughs> Lily started getting her tummy upset. And then one day, Caleb, Ooh, not sure how I'm feeling here. Oh, you'll, be, you'll be right, Caleb. I've come over here to. Look at Milan San Remo. You're going to be fine. Of course you're going to be fine. And uh, he wasn't fine. And uh, it was a lonely trip to Milan to watch the the start of the race. And uh, I just sat on the train on the way back to because he was out at the last minute. Yeah, yeah wasn't well, he? Day yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. a few days earlier we knew it wasn't looking good. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then Rob Stannard, my other guy, went over to see over there. Robbie Stannard pulled out as well. So it was a. Uh, it was a, uh, maybe, it was a, maybe, it was a big maybe miss. Maybe go that. to the Vuelta. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't be hanging around him at the tour, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah. uh, very quickly, before we, uh, we go, let's have a look at uh, the route for tonight, because there is a stage tonight, of yes. course. Uh, Maka, you're commentating this one. Uh, talk us through. It's, uh, it's another big one. It is another big one. Look, three three and a half thousand metres of climbing. Shorter stage, though, which I like. Yeah. 167 kilometres. Ponte di Legno to Lavarone. Will it go fast? Will it be fast? Yeah, I think so. It won't won't be at the start. See that dirty big climb at the yeah. start? Yeah. So, but there's enough climbing. And again, it's not quite a summit finish. There's, I think there's nine kilometres from the top to the finish. But it's another day for Jai Hindley. Yeah. He'll test him again. He has to. Um, I think it's, it's going and, to be... And actually, I'm just going to bring it back just for the pleasure, but three seconds... Yeah, three seconds. That's all there is. We we want. I want it to turn around from three to the advantage for him to be forty-five. Exactly, Jason. Yeah. You've been in the sport long <laughs> enough. I'd, I'd be I'd be feeling a lot more confident if Jai can go into that final TT with one minute on second place. Yeah, I, I listened to what you had to say before about that. I'd agree with that. I look. I hope he does very well. Put some time on them today. It'd be nice if he was about a minute behind Lucas Hamilton, and then. The others are a minute behind Jai. So uh, <laughs> I'd like to see Lucas snag a stage between now and the weekend. But look, we're all behind Jai as Aussies. It's yeah. great for the sport. Mm. And uh, people are talking about the Giro. And yeah. that's great. Yeah, we got some breaking news here from our uh, producer, Catherine Whelan. News from our work experience kid. Yep. Uh, it's rough, rainy condition at the Ooh. start. At the start. Thank you, Kath, uh, on this uh, wow. breaking news for that's us. Wow. Eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, uh, well, we saw the roads were wet in the last 10 yeah. kilometres. And Jan Hurt, the, we didn't see it in the live, I must say. The descent. Yeah, Four. he slipped. He big time <laughs> slipped. It, we, the camera didn't catch it in the live. It was in the post-production. Yeah. So it must have been another one of the cameras that they didn't flick to. But he almost crashed and... And, that, and it was threatening all day. Yeah. If it's raining at the start, oh, yeah. It's a great stage tonight. So tune in on SBS On Demand. I uh, can't remember the time. 8.20 coming, on demand. We are 11 p.m. on the main channel, SBS. And WA, we've got to tell WA, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. you can watch him. That is primetime television. Yeah. That is primetime cycling. No excuses. Giro 2022, you're getting primetime zero. Uh, how beautiful is life? Oh, can't get any better. Uh, shall we finish on this? I think so. Thank you for coming, Jason. Thanks, Thanks Jason. <laughs> this was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. And before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Next appointment with us, same place, same time tomorrow. Until then, it's bye for now. And go Jai. Mm-hmm. 
Now that we're done talking cycling, for today at least, let's do a little riding ourselves because the fun never stops on Zwift. Training solo at home, I admit, it gets old real quick. But with Zwift group rides, events and races, you'll have plenty of people to ride with and chat with to keep you motivated. Plus, it's got great built-in training programs tailored for every ability. There are even workouts that can be squeezed into 20 minutes if you're really stuck for time. On Zwift, traffic lights, stop signs, busy roads, bad weather, they all disappear. And each interval has the watts and rest periods dialed in for the perfect training conditions. To start riding and discovering how Zwift makes indoor training fun, head to Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial. Thanks for watching or listening whilst you're riding on Zwift.